0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: When you get a ticket for not wearing your seatbelt, it comes from the police and from your mother
2: and your best friend
0: and your family. We want you to buckle up every trip, every time.
2: 3 out of 4 people ejected from a vehicle
3: in a crash will die.
0: If you won't do it for yourself, do it for us.
2: We like having you around.
3: Click it or ticket. A message from the
4: Michigan Office of Highway Safety Planning.
5: They were fine. They were mine. It's time these players come and get their love. It's the Day Trippers. When we last spoke, most of us were wary but perversely and seasonally optimistic about the games against Burnley and Swansea, insisting that they needed to be the beginning of a winning run. That may have had something to do with the prospect of post-pod Christmas pints, but the team have duly obliged. I'm Trev Denny and joining me to look back at the two recent victories before glancing forward at the ones to come are Mamadou Sacco's PA Paul Brennan, Telly Gadget Maestro Moli, newly wirelessly excited Phil Casey and making a bunker debut the frontman of AI Australia, Mick Mann. Right, let's look back at Liverpool 4, Swansea 1. Before we go on to pick the bones out of it in a few minutes, um, on the back of a narrow win over Burnley, that comprehensive victory and fine performance against Swansea felt like something of a return to form. I think. Um, does anyone want to risk talking about turning corners, Molly?
4: Well, one swallow doesn't make a summer and all that, but you know we have to say that we're, we're playing with a bit of swagger we yeah. our play again, and we're looking much better over the last couple of weeks. So I, I'm hopeful more than anything else that we are finally have turned that corner.
5: Yeah, yeah. Paul, is 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 that fair enough? Cautious optimism from Maldie. There, would, yeah, that, would you be inclined to be the same?
2: I think turning a corner is a dangerous show with the season it is, it's so not, far, but, yeah. but it was it was it was a really kind of comprehensive performance. there was a couple of patches where we were kind of dodgy, but other than that, I was delighted with it. All like all round midfield, defence, and attack. So yeah. So, I, no, I wouldn't say we've turned the corner so far because we, we have to see when you know when Brendan gets his favourites back in or whatever. But that, I thought it was brilliant. So
5: uh, it's that close enough to, to you now? Uh, yeah, very good. Cheers, <laughs> Some rearrangement going on here in the bunker. Uh, Mick, Mick, uh, it, it's a straight road according to Paul. No corners on it at all. He doesn't want to talk about acknowledging any twists or turns for uh, the better necessarily. Would you be inclined to be cautious as well?
1: Yeah, I'd pretty uh, echo uh, Paul's comments. Um, I mean, there's certainly some really good signs there. I mean, the play, the structure, the formation, I think the pressing was a really good a uh, really good feature. Mm. Uh, but yeah, listen, I think it's too early to, to talk about that. One of the goals was uh, was quite fluky as well. That really buried the game as well. But there's certainly signs there. And I mean, when we look at what we did last year, I'd say that was uh, pretty much the same system. Obviously, we didn't have the same lethal finishing up front with Sturridge and, mm. and Suarez. But I would say uh, the structure... Uh, the pressing and a lot of the good features of last year's play were actually in that game yesterday
5: and Mickey, you and I were speaking beforehand about this and basically you know it, 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 there, there is it, it, there is reasons to be cheerful it, it was fun yesterday wasn't it
1: yeah for the first time in a long long yeah. time you were just yeah. mentioning that Trev yeah. it was I mean it reminded me at, at times of a bit of last year like when we got to that that 2 0, and obviously, we can see the, the quick goal, but you could see signs of it there. I think you could see the people enjoying the football. I think you could see for the first time in a while the fans were, were getting back into the game. So, again, lots and lots of positive signs there. But again, I think we have to be uh, uh, a little bit cautious. It's one game in the last, what, maybe 9, 10 that we've actually played really, really well. And, and we can talk like this now where we can say that, you know, we are cautiously. Optimistic
5: Cautiously optimistic Phil uh, you might as well See this out uh, You're taking that overall It's poxy To be honest with you (laughs) Yeah Yeah
6: (laughs) You know what Half, Half of our listeners Going Yes that's about
5: right <laughs> That sounds very Phil
6: What was great about the match yesterday was it had something for everyone So yeah. everyone who thinks Rodgers is, is, is a joke is right yeah. Everyone who thinks Rodgers is a genius yes. is right Yes. Everyone who thinks that uh, Sacco is the best player in the world is right Everyone mm-hmm. who thinks he's brutal is right mm. Everyone who thinks that the full backs are rubbish are right and everyone who thinks the fullbacks are brilliant are right um, And everyone who thinks that Gerard lads something to the team is right And everyone who thinks he didn't play well is also right So yesterday was actually the most perfect game ever because everyone Everyone is yeah. right about everything.
5: Did you have fun as a result or were you, was, it, was it quietly chewing at you that people were right that you don't like being right?
6: No, no, because I was right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but no, the genu- <laughs> genu- <laughs> I have to say, look, look, I, I, you know, for when we saw the when when the team was leaked the twenty four hours before, which is general. Now, What's going on with that? I, I don't know. Yeah. Hudson must be back in the Yeah, but the, you know, when when the team w- w- was leaked, and um, I saw it to be, for the first time, mm. I think since the Spurs game, I was genuinely excited about seeing the lineup. I, I just thought yeah, to myself, that. yeah. This, this is what I've been longing to see all season with, with storage being out injured you know what I mean mm-hmm. Like it, mobility in the front men there's the defenders that you want to see on the pitch on the pitch we have Moreno as, as a wing back we knew that we were going to have defensive solidity from Manquillo on the, on the right wing back side you had Henderson in the centre of the park where he's the most effective and even over the last couple of games and credit to him, Lucas has shown a great deal of, you know, of ability in, in not necessarily having the mobility to get around the pitch but he's just tactically aware and is able to fill in spots although he was a bit poor for the goal but we'll get onto that later on. Mm. But you know, I was looking at it saying of the players that we have fit and available, that's the 11 I'd want on the pitch. Maybe in a different formation or something, but mm. they are the 11 that I want on the pitch. So I was really eager to see how that they would do. We were speaking about it beforehand briefly, and I think
5: I was saying, I think it was it to you, I was saying, bar Danny Sturge, that's probably the 11 that I want to see playing anyway. Yeah. Yeah. You uh, know, in a different shape, perhaps.
6: May, but in a different, but you can argue about the shapes and the whole lot because, you know, you go and you score, you, you win 4-1. It's very hard to argue about the formation that, that yeah. you're in at that stage. But to be honest with you, when you see that 11 on the pitch, it's very hard to argue that we have a better 11 with the exception of storage in that side. Yeah. Um, you, there's an argument that you might have Markovic in for Lelana, but Lelana scores scores two goals and two crucial goals as well at the times so that he did score them. So you can't argue that one. Right. Uh, well, uh, but go on.
5: You, you you take us into the next topic, which is the new look defence that we had there with Emre and Mama kind of striding imperiously out of defence. That was just, I, I had so much fun watching. Well, that.
6: listen, I, I, won't, I, won't, I won't do the whole defence. What I will do is Emre Chan because I the, did I did wax lyrical about him over the summertime and I said we were signing somebody special, right?
5: Yeah.
6: Um, And I think. What what what's frustrated the hell out of me for the last fifteen games is the fact that this lad wasn't getting a, a decent run in the side. And true, you know, incident as opposed to intention, he's ended up in as the right centre back. Um, and you can see the class about him. You can just see the natural class that this fella has. The composure—he never loses his head. And we're talking about—we have mad defenders who tend to lose their head. Even Torrey has 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 the head wobble every now and then, right? times last night he, he's just so he's so in tune with the game you can see the ball comes from he never gets flustered mm. you know he's, he can do a dummy create a half a second of space and it means that he, another passing option has opened up for him he was it was unfortunate with the goal, and um, but he missed the header. That was poor defending, in, in, you know. But again, he's a twenty-year-old playing out of position as a right centre back. Although you know he's played centre back as well. This is the versatility that even Rodgers has spoken about. He is an incredibly versatile modern footballer, and I was heartened to see Rodgers saying that he's going to feature a lot more in the second half of the season because he's the player. He's one of the players, the young players that we should be building this side around. And you know, you can see if he was playing the centre midfield with the same level of control and you know ability and vision that he has maybe instead of Lucas alongside Henderson which I've been crying out for a long time I want to see the two of them in tandem that's frightening that that to me I, I keep going back to it you've got two lads who will run all day for you and have just the vision and the awareness of what's happening around the pitch and it's great. It was just great to see him. It's, it's, it, you know, it's heartwarming to see.
5: Um, that's Phil's fanboy corner with Chan. Uh, and his hair. with Chan and
6: Facial hair. Yeah.
5: And um, <laughs> can, you, can you, Paul, it's your turn now, Mama Sacco. Before we go on, I'm going to ask um, Molly and Mick about the, more, the, the, the less positive side about the defence. But can you talk to me about Sacco and his contribution? Again, the one thing that I noticed was, like Chan, coming out of the fence, it's a dream to watch. And yeah, he's, got- he's finding feet.
2: I think yeah like like Chan um for most of the game he was apart from the goal I think there was a, f- a few things wrong with the goal. I think Sacco was brilliant for most of the game. Mm. And then there was, you know, the kind of five minutes of madness after we scored first and they scored straight away. Yeah. And then when we tipped off, like, they gave him straight <laughs> back to Sacco. And I, I, was, I didn't like saying this because you know, we, we, know the, you know, we know a lot of people have made up their mind that he's, you know, like, he's dodgy on the ball or whatever and yeah. he passes it straight to Boney, yeah. I think, wasn't it? Yeah. And Boney got a shot and I was like, oh shit, like, he is never coming back from this in the commentator's eyes. And, but, but for the rest of the game, I thought he was brilliant. I mean, like for our first goal it's his pass and like that gets us going. Yeah. It's a, um, which, you know, the Swansea player takes up a kind of decent position to kind of block out. You know, most centre backs would kind of think, Oh, what am I doing here? Whereas Sacco just fired it into Moreno's feet and we were gone. I think looked, the, the commentator on one stage said, Oh, here's Sacco now. He's very nervous on the ball. And Sacco did a kind of drag back and flick around the <laughs> forward to Lucas Perfect. I was like, I Take that, you
5: fucking prick.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Snagging yeah. my Mamadou. Yeah. The <laughs> Again. <laughs>
5: the name of the pod there, my Mamadou. Uh,
2: <laughs> Again, I, th- I think he was brilliant on the whole
5: Yeah, yeah. Molly. Uh, I, I suppose on, on a slightly uh, more down note and to look at to look at the defense as a whole, or look at those the, the tree across the middle as a whole. We can say what we can say about Skirtle. Um, he really looks like a more effective forward than defender at the moment. But like, get in what? Yeah, like Phil Shep. But like, talk to me about crosses and Liverpool. Like, you know, <laughs> it's a basic thing we just can't do anything about it, it, it It's it's horrible, isn't it?
4: Well, when we were playing lately, as soon as I see a cross come into the box, literally my hands are over my eyes, just, just waiting
5: yep.
4: for that goal to win. Because we, we can't see this so many. It's getting ridiculous at this stage. And you look at a guy like Skirtle, you would imagine playing in the centre of, of that three-man defence for Sooty's game. Mm. Because, you know, he's one of these guys, if he look, the ball's going to come in, I'm going to clear it. He's never anywhere to be seen. Yeah. He's never anywhere to be seen when that, when that ball comes into the box. And even I know people are big fans of Sacco but again last night, that guy worries me. He's a touch of cool. Torres us about him. Yeah,
3: <laughs> he, he really
4: yeah. does. You know, that that goal that, that we can see this. I'm not even too sure what he was doing to there. He just completely talked about the game. How was he? Not even too sure. They said he, he was passing the ball to him at, at one stage. So those two guys worry me. I, I'd love to see us bringing a, a composed centre-back, which lovering was meant to be in January, mm. because Sacco, uh, Skerthel and Lovren certainly isn't that...
5: Yeah, that's fair enough. Mick, to 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 continue on that point. What are you making of this three man rear guard and can you see it being a thing going forward uh, and and would you like to see Emre and and, and Sako as two members of it?
1: Yeah, well absolutely with uh, Emre. And uh, much of what Phil said uh, I pretty much echo, but uh I actually thought he brought a bit of composure and uh, consistency into the defence mm. um, and as Molly touched on you're never sure when Sacco's on the ball it looks like he's a really silky touch sometimes it looks like he's quite sloppy and you're waiting for almost a mistake uh, skirtled, we just know what he's about he's not what we're talking about I think uh, at <laughs> this stage yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but I just thought Chan you know for a 20 year old it was such composure confidence you know uh, creating that extra bit of room for him and I just felt I didn't feel assured sure during the game but I felt lo- less dodgy of any defence since uh, Carragher has basically been, been in there Um in terms of overall performance as well I thought the first half up to the first 60 minutes I thought really listen these guys haven't created anything we looked really really solid I thought the game opened up a bit and we might touch on this a little bit later but uh, I still think Lucas's legs is going around the 70 minute mark Mm. I thought the game really opened up then and I thought then the guys got a bit exposed at the back but if they have proper protection or proper defensive midfielder in there then I mean it looked pretty pretty solid for for the three guys that we actually have there.
5: Yeah fair enough Um, unless anyone else has anything (coughs) to say on that (coughs) have they? (laughs) Yeah.
6: I, I, Just on, on, on the Sacco thing, right? I, I think it's more Stacco, Sacco's visuals when he's on the ball, as opposed to what he actually does with the ball, that makes people sort of nervous about him. He's he, he's an orthodox in the way he he pl- plays a pass or the way he runs and, and th- his whole running style. And if he was running like like Chan or like Skerl, I don't think there would be as much dodginess thrown at him, right? And even going back to the goal, and I think it's worth talking about the goal that we did concede because. The goal, th- th- there's a couple of things happen. Chan misses the header, obviously from the initial cross that comes over, right? And it gives them a chance to set back up. Now when the ball comes back in what I couldn't understand in that move is that oh, Skirt was marking Boney, right? Mm. Chan had the next man out that was about to cross the ball back in. There was no other player coming into the box at that stage because Lucas was with Sigurdsson, right? But Skerl was passing Boney onto, onto Sacco, right? So when the ball comes over, Sacco deals with the threat, but well, I, I, what I couldn't understand about what Skirtle was doing was he didn't seem to react to going into the fill in the space that if he's passed him on and was allowing Boney to you know allowing Saka to deal with the Bony part, he should be moving back to that near post so that if the ball drops, he's there to clear. Because yeah, he knows is yeah. not going to come out off his line, right? So that's where. So when the, when, the, when when Saka does get the header down. Scarless face and Sacco instead of being either squared, his back to minimize so that he can react and you know go side to side for it, or um, taking two st- more steps to the right to clear the actual ball away, and then Sigurðsson gets in and, and it's only it's, it, one of Lucas's blots in his copybook last night was that he didn't track the runner and you know we've criticised Gerard for this, we've criticised anyone that's played in there that hasn't been good enough. Joe Allen, the whole lot has gotten it, but he doesn't track the runner. You know he's the attacking Sikorsen is the attacking midfielder and that's where you needed Lucas there to step in and go with him so he didn't get a. Clear Run the way he did to just find a spot as the ball drops down. He knocks it home. But at the same time, you know something that Mick said. I think anyway that back three was the best defense as good defensively as we as we've played all season. I think we we didn't cough up any real clear cut chances apart from the the sacco pass directly after that, that equalising goal. And as much as we've all got our hearts in our mouths, there's an awful lot of this that comes from the fact that every time we've played this season, we've looked vulnerable on crosses. We were we were a lot more solid on crosses last night. We, we still coughed up a few, you know, chances that you'd be saying to yourself, ooh, don't know about that. But that will build, the confidence there will build if those three are left to play and build a relationship together. One of the biggest issues that we've had defensively, and, and this is no, no slight on the manager or any of the players, but we've consistently chopped and changed and chopped and changed and chopped and changed and chopped and changed. And chopped and changed, and chopped and changed. And we haven't put the right players in, so now we've got the right players in there. Let's leave them in there. Let's let them figure out how to play together as a unit. And if it's still not good enough after five or six ga- six games playing together, then you change something around. But you don't just change it for change's sake because the two the two young wing backs that are there you've got you've got enough to, to cover the, the the tree in the in the centre midfield. And we need to now let something bed in and try build something because if we keep chopping and changing the defence the thing about Chelsea, I was looking at the Chelsea thing Chelsea while they've rotated around most of the players yeah. they've had very little rotation in, in the back four mm-hmm. um, and you know that because you build up a relationship and only once you have a relationship built up what, what your first back four is or back five or what, back three or whatever way we're going to do it then can you start moving players in and out for the occasional game to give them rests when needs be and it, it's now is a, it now is a chance to, to, to bed something in that looks like it has foundations solid foundations because the one thing our defence hasn't had all season is solid foundations and maybe just now we've got the right tree in those positions
5: Well we're going to talk later on about how likely or probably unlikely it is that those guys remain in situ but Paul Manquillo and Moreno um, these two guys look really really natural um, They have to be our future. Uh, Moreno, another goal, a really good rating display, solid defensively. The the younger chap on the other side, Manquillo, energetic, positionally sound. I rate the man highly, even though a lot of people seem to give him a lot of guff. Um they have to stay in situ don't they like I mean they really are our best options
2: yeah they're like I, I love the two of them I, lo- I love their kind of like the, what I'm in love with the two of them <laughs> not Mamadou level no, but I love them anyway but uh, which, yeah, I love I love the the attitude that they have towards kind of defending like it, it's real it's like it's like they're taking it personally when someone tries to go past them hmm. it's not like like you like, uh, Lenson. Like, we know when you know when people go past him, and he's gonna kind of, oh okay, and he's he's kind of jogging back. Yeah. It's not like that. I think the two of them, both of them, have brilliant kind of recovery rates like, when they're defending. Like we we saw there was one time I think it was Routledge got you know it looked like he was getting at Chan, had him isolated, and from nowhere Manquillo just goes goes in and nicks the ball yeah. off him. I think like I was I was interested to see how Manquillo do because I think when you know trying to create something in the final third, I think that's his big weakness when he does get up there. But he he has the engine to get up and down, and um, he has the mobility that can you know he can occupy defenders, he can make them think about things when he's moving off the ball. But um, and again, I think I think he kind of showed it. He didn't do really much with the ball, but there was quite a lot of times when we got it into the box and he was sniffing around. I think he was sniffing around around and about for Mm. the first goal, the one that Lallana blazed over the bar. He was in the box again there. As he often is, yeah. Yeah, so I think he gets up and down really well. He just he he could really do with improving his his kind of his final ball. Yeah. decision making in the uh, to be more positive with his decision making in the last third
5: I'm going to go uh, Molly and talk to you in a few minutes about, my, about further about Mankio but uh, Mick just for now on Moreno um, he, he, the really whatever about people talking about there, there are options at the right back he really is our option and our only option at left back he's, he's far and away our best player in that position isn't
1: he? Yeah, it's probably not saying much though and saying he's on your option there. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the rest that's of the guys true, are pretty yeah, poor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, listen, I thought he was very good. Uh, he showed a lot of energy. I think he showed a lot of good signs, what we've seen. He got into the box quite a bit and in the formation of 3-4-3, three, three, I think it's important that your guys get that. Um I think he gave wit to the play, which he normally does. I still think he has a bit to work on. I feel when we're going forward in, a, in an attacking sense, mm. I feel sometimes I look that he's always going to take the guy on the outside and whip it in, or he just tucks inside and plays a simple ball to Lucas there. So I feel he can interact with those players around him. I hope he can grow with the likes of Coutinho, Lallana, because there's a lot of uh, intricacy there, mm-hmm. uh, delicate passes, quick movement, uh, and I, I don't feel he reads that play well. So I think there's a lot to work on uh, in the attacking sense, but I think he can get there. It's not something that he can't work gone defensively I, I think he's quite good uh, I, I also think the two guys have a great balance uh, Manquillo and Moreno and I think that's mostly down to Manquillo um, you know, I think Dave Hendrick on the AI podcast talks about it quite a lot but uh, when you have these attacking wing backs you have to have the other guy that's actually holding back I think Manquillo does that really really well mm-hmm. and one other thing just quickly to touch on Manquillo is um, in the club and for a long long time I think he's got one of the best one on one skills mm-hmm. when he's defending <clears throat> and one of the really important things that he does as well is I feel when somebody's crossing the border, somebody's actually taking him on, I feel that he does something. Uh, that, that is really quite basic, and you're actually taught that at quite an early age. But he actually cuts the angle off as well. So, as a guy's coming in to do it straight down the line, he's not only closing him down because Glenn closes people down, but he gives them ages of space. He, he just very, and he's very cute the way he does it. He just narrows the angle, so all of a sudden it's just bang, you just don't realize that you've actually got no room. Mm. Uh, so, I think he's doing that really, really well. I think these guys have got to be our right left backs, or if we're going to be playing them wide enough in a, in a three four three I think you're right. I think they're really important, and, mm. and they should be the two guys that we use push pushing forward.
5: Yeah, yeah, um, Moly just before we move away from those two guys and I wanted to ask you about something I've been hearing uh, rumours about during the week and I'm hoping it's complete gov um, but this uh, story for what, what it's worth about um, Manquillo's contract um, perhaps not the option not being taken up um, to extend it further have you heard anything on this?
4: Well something I've heard regards that is uh Manquillo is feeling a little bit homesick you know, it, 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 you have to remember he is only a young kid he's over no country and tried to settle in but I can't see his loan being cut short anytime soon. I expect the club will probably wait till the summer and see how he's feeling then. and you know, Is the homesickness still there? Is it affecting his game or not? Yeah. But I can't see anything happening this January anyway.
5: Yeah, yeah, well, fingers crossed. Um, <clears throat> Phil, we'll move it a little bit up the pitch now, unless there's anything else you want to talk about in regards to those two. Um, and have a look at Jordan Henderson. He's back in the middle. No coincidence, really. He's back on form alongside. Lucas, who I know we talked about him um, a few minutes ago, and you mentioned, you know, and, and Mick's mentioned as well that his legs perhaps go at a certain point. But when he was efficient, he was quite efficient. Um, in my opinion, uh, would you agree with that? Is it a sign for Brendan in, in relation? To, in relation, it's a sign, to, yeah. a sign in, in relation to Stevie and the use? Of Stevie? Hallelujah,
3: it's a sign,
6: brother. <laughs> well, what do you think? Um, Yeah, I suppose if you're not going to play Emery Chan in the sentiment field alongside Henderson, then the next option for me in that setup has to be to play Lucas because I don't think Steven Gerrard is a viable option for yeah. as a 90 minute player and I don't think the way he he wants us to play, right? fits his game. Yeah. I don't think with the three up front that we have suits his game. Um and to be honest with you, I just don't see where he fits into the team at the moment because it he, he's he's like a fish out of water as i said there was at one point last night there was an opportunity to bring him in and that's when it went completely nuts when when it was just so open that it was just going up and down or every everything was a counter attack and that's this is your mayhem theory yeah yeah that's yeah. that's when he would have been perfect for the game mm. But when we were in control of the game and you know more controlling than I've seen our side for a long long time mm. he doesn't fit that. He's also he's just tactically unaware when he's playing in a two in the, in the midfield and, and you can see the difference when, when we play And you could even see, and look, I I didn't think Lucas was particularly brilliant last night. And I said, I thought his legs went out to 25 minutes, right? Because I thought thought we we, we had complete control of the midfield at that stage. And after that, he just seemed to slow off, and our midfield seemed to drop off a little bit more because he wasn't covering the ground from, say, 25 yards to to, to inside of 25 yards of their box at that point. And it sort of causes us to drop a little deep. And that's that's not me being saying he was shit, right? I just didn't, I, I thought he did very well in there
5: doing what he does did, yeah. did, you, did you notice the ironic cheer when it was a forward pass from on 60 minutes
6: but I think that's bollocks <laughs> <man>. no <laughs> I do I know, it, 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 piss, it pisses me off it's like it's like you know we've been giving away so many stupid fucking goals we're playing 60 yard passes to fucking nobody yeah. right knocking yeah, yeah. ball Arsenal's second goal comes from a fucking haymaker of a stupid pass that gets cut out because you can read it from it was like it was sent by fucking slow post for Christmas it was that bad right yeah. and they just break down the, the left hand side and they score a goal we kept control of the ball people were saying oh this is boring blah 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 we were making chances. We scored idea. fucking. Yeah. We scored a goal. It always felt like in the first half that we were going to score. Like we were building it. We were we were playing with really good control in terms of what was going on, and we we looked to know what we actually looked for the first time in a long while that we knew what we were doing when we were on the ball and how we were going to break them down. And you know, going back to the idea of, of the, the two lads who are playing wing backs, they held their width, and it, it allows it facilitates Coutinho and Lalana to not have to go wide. They want to come inside all the time. So if you have two lads who naturally want who are able able to hog the line and are disciplined in hugging the line it gives Coutinho and Alana more freedom than they than, than, they, would, than they were getting say with Henderson and Markovic because both of them wanted to come inside as well and you could see that it was slightly different structured and we were able to peg them back a, a lot better and it was much better than say the, the, when we went to Burnley because mm. the Burnley thing was a disaster you know we were so blessed to come out with a Burnley match the, the way we did um, but that's why I'm saying Lucas was very effective and it gave in what he did I just felt that he lacks mobility and if there's one thing that 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 does become noticeable as a game wears on is that lack of mobility because when he, when he tires a bit more it becomes more pronounced and teams do start to get chances around the sixty seventy minute mark. If you have another midfielder, say we saw another midfielder, I'm not going to use somebody out of the squad, but say we did sign another midfielder who 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 you know is a good centre midfielder and can play box to box, then I think you see us go on again, that midfield go on again to another level because it just gives you that another ten percent that yeah. we don't have and another ten percent that. I don't think Steven Gerrard will bring to the game I don't think I, I, and again I'm not sure Joe Allen does because he, he will lack physically against the bigger bigger centre mids so the only real option is Emery Chan but we've, we've said that we want to keep our defence the way it is yeah. so you, if you move him then you're changing the defence again So
5: um, Moly, uh, there's a hell of a lot more than a 10% differential between Jordan Henderson uh, uh, as a right-sided wing-back and Jordan Henderson in the middle where he was superb yesterday. Um, it, it's lovely to see him doing what he does uh, properly again,
4: isn't it? Yeah, but he, he looks a better player without Gerard in that team. Yeah. If, much to say about Lucas, when Gerard doesn't play, it seems like Henderson steps up that level. Lucas even steps up that little bit of a level. Right, he's still not a great player, let's be honest with you, but he's much better than, than he is when, when Gerard is in the, the same side. Mm. So I think that has to say something. Personally, probably like Phil, I think the writing's on the wall for, for Stevie at this stage. And you now he's been a legend at the club, and he'll probably go down as maybe our best ever player. But I think he needs to take a, a time on that, that subs bench and leave Henderson, Captain S.I., leave him in the middle. And as Phil said, maybe give Chan that chance to partner him in the midfield.
5: Yeah. Yeah. well we're going to, well I suppose we're going to come on to, to, to that when we're looking forward to the next match and talk about p- uh, potential selections there. Um, but speaking about lads who actually were there Paul um, both the lads there have touched on Lucas and Lucas's work in the game. Um, y- y- like, to look at the positives. You know, he, he he was very disciplined in terms of that thing that he does with giving away fouls. That was that was impressive. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he did, he didn't do much of that. Um, he did use the ball very tightly and like you know, for a lad who's supposed to be uh, bollocks completely, I, I thought his energy levels were decent over the ninety.
6: You just don't agree with that he was bollocks, do you? I, Tell, I come on, come on, come on, come on. After come on. Off after hosting wall. give us give us your opinion on Lucas. I thought I thought
5: I was I was delighted with him. I thought I thought he was a hell of a lot better than I was expecting. Um, personally, yesterday I was delighted with him. Uh, yeah, okay. There's so much more he could give, and yes, he does turn inside. Even contrary to what you're saying, he does turn inside, and I think the crowd were actually having a genuine laugh when that ball went forward from <laughs> because he, he always takes the, the more, the more. Uh,
6: Two weeks ago, we had a shot. Yeah, he had a shot, two shots, plays.
5: but uh, look, I suppose what I'm driving at, Paul, is <laughs> he didn't
6: turn backwards with
5: them, <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, he didn't properly turn forwards either. What I'm saying, Paul, is you know, look, if if this is the future uh, or the immediate future, it's not the worst, is it?
2: No, my I think I think when you when you surround Lucas properly with players, I think he can do a He can do a decent job for you. Yeah. We know he's not like he's not. Mascherano in terms of positioning or anything yeah. but he, he is he is diligent enough like he wants to like he wants to do his best to kind of plug any gaps that he sees I, like I think I'm, a, I'm actually quite a fan of the way he distributes but I don't think he did like he was particularly adventurous last night yeah. I don't think I don't think he needed to be I think the way we popped it around we got around Swansea anyway we didn't have to necessarily go <laughs> straight through them through the middle but um yeah, like I think he gets the ball, and I think he I think he does look for a forward pass. There wasn't many of them on last night. But the thing about him is he'll, move, he'll just move the ball as quick as he can. Then if there's if there's no immediate forward which pass, which suits us, yeah, he'll recycle yeah. it. Whereas yeah. I think of coming back to Gerard again, I I just like I, I think he Jared dawdles on the ball. Sometimes Gerard has the ball at his feet, and he's kind of pointing at people. You go make that run out to the corner flag so I can ping. It. And you like, oh, say just just move it on. Like, just move it. Move it on. Move. <laughs> get some more space to see if he can play something. But I think I think Lucas does keep it kind of nice and tied in. I think the team shape yes, they helped them. We were I thought, thought we were really solid mm. and I, I think that I think that did help him and Henderson obviously does a lot of running. They up and down the pitch all, like he was he got the assist for the first goal, he was everywhere. So um yeah, I, I think Lucas can do a good job as long as like he's surrounded by people who are, who who won't leave him stranded and Henderson didn't so
5: Yeah, we'll speak, we'll, we'll be speaking about team shape more when we talk about um, Brendan and his, his tactics <laughs> later on in the match. Actually Paul before I move on to make, will you close the fucking door? Because it's freezing. <laughs> uh, I'm actually freezing. <laughs> uh. I'm, I'm, I'm shivering. I'm not well. <laughs> Thanks. Is, is is that, just, no,
2: you, you haven't got this
5: set up. No, we're not but locked in. Bit,
2: wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> the Jose Enrique
6: one. <laughs> right, who puts the lotion on? <laughs> <laughs> we've got him, Phil. We've, we've got him both. <laughs> in the pit there, Paul. su like <laughs> yeah. Mick, Mick, you picked a bad week, Mick. You picked <laughs> a bad week. Um, <laughs> is that
5: a new hatch you got for Christmas? It is oh, <laughs> <It's glass laughs> a new bubble. It's a bubbly. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy with that one. Um, right, Mick looks like something of so part. <laughs> <laughs> oh
3: my god! Thank you, Kenny. You bastards.
5: Hey, respect my authority. <laughs> uh, uh, Mick, the Lam and Coutinho, absolutely top-notch displays from both of them. It was lovely seeing them um, doing their thing and free to do their thing, which was based on the platform that was behind them, I suppose, uh, for for the most part. Um, moving freely, passing the ball beautifully, uh, dribbling with the ball. uh, It gives us a completely new dimension and it was part of the fun factor, if not the fun factor, wasn't it, last night?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It was much like the... The front three we had last year, probably not with the same quality, but uh, I think the platform, as the guys uh, comprehensively covered, was set in front of them. Mm. I thought Henderson, uh, Lucas played it really, really simple, really straightforward. Uh, Henderson did get forward a bit. He did have an assist for the first one, but I think he chose his moments to move forward. So I think there was a good, a fairly good, solid structure behind them. But the movement up front, I thought, was exceptional. Yeah. Uh, with Alain Coutinho obviously the two guys who stole the eye particularly Coutinho I thought he ran the show I think where he's playing where he's playing um, which is probably I don't know if you say the apex of the diamond or or where he drifts out it's probably hard to to pin where he actually plays but I like it as he's playing as a slightly advanced midfielder and he's linking the play up I think he turns defence into attack very, very quickly. I think he knows when to take on a guy. Uh, you know, even he met Matic uh, a few weeks ago look quite bad a couple of times where he, he went by him. So I th- I think his uh, his movement was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to touch on, uh, I suppose, a slightly different one we get on later. But I thought one of the things that really helped the two guys, both Llan and Coutinho, was Sterling's movement. Uh, he didn't really catch the eye as the man of the match performer last night. But uh, you see Lallana's uh, second goal. Uh, Sterling makes a really intelligent run it's pretty much like something you see Suarez do mm. and it's something that I, I just look at this I, I think if Balotelli was in there there's no way in a million years he makes that run yeah. he doesn't have that intelligence off the well,
5: ball the like you say we will speak with Sterling individually Anne, and about that particular point that you're making which is a good one but league, it goes back to what you are talking about it's a, it's, 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 it's a trio and they're working really yeah, absolutely,
1: well yeah. I think they are uh, linking quite well uh, Lallana last night I mean even though he, play, he did play really really well I mean the first one where uh He harassed the ball, pressed the ball down. I mean, I was really happy for him because no one works harder than him and sometimes he's running around like a fucking lunatic you know mm-hmm. and you're thinking what are you doing a guy just, just drags it back and he runs five and yards can, can I ask
5: you which did you enjoy more that goal or his second one would Oh say? the
1: second one for really? sure Oh come on the first one's just a funny one like It's just much looking, better crack though <laughs>
6: <also. Yeah. laughs> Mowley is it, tr- is it true that we lodged the bid
4: for Fabianski after
6: Roger yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well what was he
4: doing last night like, he, he actually turned saw Lilana run towards I him yeah. oh, I know what I do I just hit it off him
5: Oh, I believe it. Yeah, he's, he's, had, he's had a full-on Mignolet air blossom. But, uh. but
2: the way Lillana pressed it was really intelligent because like, he gave him, he kind of, he cut off the pass to, 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 the to Fabianski's right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fabianski, it, well, he did. Well, he did cut it off. Fabianski just went for it anyway. Well, like, he, on one side,
4: it
6: was like, uh, "Don't go yeah, that way." I, on the side, I could pitch where
4: Fabianski could have win, but yeah. no, I just hit it off Lilana. Yeah. <laughs> but like he kind of said to Fabianski,
2: like, "You're either launching it long onto our centre backs, which is what you should do the way I'm running at you." Like, but like he cut off the obvious pass out that the one Fabianski wanted to take. Fabianski just took it anyway. <laughs> like it was a brilliant. Like, and like Lilana said, like you might get one or two in your career where where the keeper will do something like that and it pays off, but. I don't think he was expecting the keeper to actually do that I think he was saying like right now you can hoof it straight on to our big three centre-backs like, yeah. I, know,
6: but I think what Mo and what Mo you've alluded to there as well is like it's the stupidest pass to play in the world. <laughs> just like, yeah. You can go anywhere. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> anywhere.
4: when yeah, he tried
6: up the other side. The whole St. down stand was open. Dude. Like He could have kicked it all the way down. You know where Minulay looks to pop it all the time? Yeah. Road 3, <laughs> fucking KM. <Yeah. laughs> anywhere down that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. just like. What are you doing that for? And then it goes in, and then you see him going, "Oh God!" <laughs>
5: <laughs> oh, shucks, but 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 Molly, as I said, as I said, to ma- as I said to Mick there, it it was more enjoyable almost than the second goal, just for that reason. The crack level was through the <laughs> roof, wasn't it? I thought,
4: but but I, I did enjoy the, the second goal more, just just for that Coutinho's backheel. <laughs> oh wow, yeah. yeah. He took out, maybe he was a three swansea players just a one at the back in. Yeah. Beautiful stuff. So I, I thought that was fantastic. Yeah. But
6: you remember the, the, the one uh, in the first half? where the trademark Coutinho flick nearly came off again. Yeah.
4: Oh, yeah.
5: Unbelievable. Uh-huh.
6: Trademark after two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the trademark.
3: The Coutinho. <laughs> we call it the Coutinho.
5: He pulled off yeah, the Coutinho. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he yeah.
6: he got the debt in front of his name now. That's how good it was. <laughs> yeah, that was that was exciting. Yeah, it yeah, was exciting. it was a great the Coutinho he pulled yeah, it off. It was
5: a great the Coutinho. Um, uh, speak to me a little bit about that about that second goal then, Mick. You were talking about the movement between the, the, the front players. Um you're right, Sterling's run is very important for that Lalana goal, isn't it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and as the guy said, it was a slick move. It reminded me so much of last year. And when I was looking at that, and kind of straight after the game, when I thought about it, I, I just kept thinking, God, when Sturridge comes back into the team, because uh, mm. I think now Lalana and Coutinho are starting to get on the same wavelength. And in that system, it seems to really work. Uh, Sterling's movement obviously and I think Sterling has, like, has learned a lot from Suarez but also Sturridge as well uh, I feel he's learned uh, quite a bit from so when I see the three of them the, the link up to that move was slick uh, three passes the beautiful flick by by Coutinho and Lallana now, that's a time I don't mind Lallana taking those extra touches uh, when I get a bit pissed off as when he's far out on the wings and Mm. you're sometimes saying you know play the slick one two uh, look at the movement of Sterling give it quick but in in that situation was the right thing where uh, defenders are moving across and you have to decide where to go do I make the tackle now and it's a percentage thing as a centre half is do I make the tackle now he did the right thing he dragged it on and then he took it by the second player and the finish was 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 really really good and I think that's the type of player that we actually signed because uh, we didn't sign the guy who hangs out in the wings and takes too many touches Mm. his link up play last year I thought particularly with uh <clears throat> excuse me, with uh, with Lambert and Rodriguez I thought it was really slick in and around the box and I think we've, we've seen signs of that so far but I think there's much much more to, to actually come from him and a lot of people have been down on him because of the price tag including myself because sometimes when you look for a £25 million player you want somebody that's going to come in get you 12 goals and maybe 10 assists a year, he might, he might not actually just get that but uh, I feel there's a lot more to come from him and maybe with the likes of Sturridge you might see an extra 20% from him
5: mm. the, the, the truth of your statement earlier on Phil has been, has been uh, borne out here everyone's got contrasting views <laughs> on the same players everyone is right everyone is right they're everyone, they're everyone is right <laughs> everything um, is
3: awesome.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Um but
6: it is it is it, every, it, it, everyone it was is one right. of those games it everyone was one of those right. games yeah it's like it's, it, everywhere, everywhere you pick last night because there was mistakes but there was also brilliance there was there was just something happening all the time and you know it's been a long time since we've seen a home match like that where there was something happening all the time and something that we could like there's even that move that we we haven't even touched on which was just fucking sex football it was sex one, football the one that Raheem Stern hits the inside of the post football. oh, oh Jesus. Yeah. see yeah. see yeah. sex right. football that, that was sex noises <laughs> sex noises around the table yeah, yeah. go on well like the amount the, 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 the quickness of the pass and the movement yeah. the way it went from side to side on the pitch and then finally the finish had that gone in that's that's going back to what the lad says that's Sterling and Suarez there like yeah. you know, even even the outside of the boot trying to bend it into the far corner mm. that's the whole. Yeah. That's what we did brilliantly last year we broke so quickly something that Damo has been banging on about in his mass depression of blackness that he's in a club
5: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I can say that because he's not even going to listen to it. it's got to do with your football fuck football
6: he was giving out stink about that fourth half but it has the, pay, it has the pace there again yeah. you know what I mean that, that, that real quick pace and it goes back to what we were talking about the, 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 the quick interchange of passing where they're not looking to play a 40-50 yard ball mm. you know it's just that real slick movement that, that, that's there and they seem to know where they're going again and you know it's the frustrating bit that its taken us so long it's taken us 15 games to get there mm. it's taken us 15 games of playing shite yeah. utter fucking shite yeah. and static garbage shite ball to get to a point where we went, do you know what? Maybe if we try three quick lads up top, or maybe if we try put fast lads on the pitch, things might happen. Hmm. No fucking shit, yeah, yeah. Yeah, remember, like did, did you remember last that? season. Yeah, yeah. It, somebody but, must. I tell you what, there must have been a DVD made for Christmas or something. You know, the back end of last season and fucking somebody gave Brendan, the early Christmas present in the, the I, and did the thing. No, 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 yeah. no, anyways. <laughs> Um, Mo- those quick lads Jesus uh, yeah, yeah.
5: Uh, Moley one of the quick lads uh, that Phil's alluded to there and Mick mentioned earlier on is Sterling it was a pretty mature unfussy kind of disciplined uh, performance from him yeah okay he had, he, we did see signs of, of, of his technique but he's a hell of a footballer isn't he like I mean he, he really led that line well and held that central position and made those disciplined runs that you know allowed Coutinho and Lallana to do damage
4: yeah, well, we, we've been crying out for this for a while on, on this show, Trevor regards putting Sterling up top, you know. Yeah. As Phil said, we've been absolute rubbish for the last 15 games. And it was the last, what, probably four games ago, Rogers finally <coughs> decides to put a quick lad who has a bit of technique, who has a bit of guile, who has something about him in, in, in Sterling up top, and is finally paying dividends. But still, so Phil said, why didn't we do this, you know, 14, 15 games ago? Yeah. When when storage was first out, the first team we should have did, was put Sterling up top, mm. but look, that that's that's done now. There's nothing that we can do about it. Or if those move forward, but you know, Sterling, what a lovely footballer he is. I mean, he, he just has that bit of confidence about him that he will take on anyone. Mm. He, he doesn't mind. I mean, who defender you are, whether you're a big name, whatever, name, whatever it is, he's going to run a shot. He's going to try a trick. He's going to try to get a shot off. I love watching this guy play, I really do.
5: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think you're not alone there. Um, <clears throat> Paul, we, we we shouldn't let the game go or the review of the game go past it. I mentioned a couple of incidents that had everyone um, <coughs> Pony everyone dying. no let's not mention it, no. <laughs> screw Burnley Burnley didn't happen I was in a house and I didn't see it and it was you know forget it.
6: that's why it wasn't even mentioned in, in yeah. the fucking agenda yeah. I, didn't, yeah. no, I, did. no, no, I didn't see that game I, I, I didn't see it I didn't try and see <laughs> it after I heard the performance was like I, I saw the goal it. that's a great goal that was a
5: great game <laughs> I didn't see it therefore it didn't happen let's move on um, I want to talk about um, um, a couple of instances from last night John Joe's el- elbow on, on Emery Chan um, and <clears throat> It, it, that's that's naughty, isn't
2: it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, but um, I don't, I don't really mind seeing you know players get away with help. Yeah, either. that's kind of why I asked. You. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it adds a bit to the game. But, like I, I was hoping like Emery would get him back properly. You know, like properly, I can yeah. go through him. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, exactly. But how? has John Joe Shelby put on a lot of weight or is it just mm. me he looked like Charlie Adam mm. floating around <laughs> even like they, they showed the, you know they, they kept showing the replay like you know of, of the elbow and in the build-up, he takes a pass about three of our players and I'm like How is he going past? Yeah. <laughs>
5: um, because he's Voldemort. That's why <laughs> yeah. he's got
6: magic. <laughs> John, John Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah,
5: yeah. uh, well, what about what about Mister Mister Sterling's own little incident to finish? Yeah, this that guy? could have
2: got him in trouble. That was a bit silly. Yeah. And yeah, it wasn't even a proper kind of nail him in the face that was worth it. Like if you're
5: going to go, you want to do
2: yeah. it right. Like he he, he could get in trouble. He could have got in trouble, like some serious trouble for that for absolutely nothing. Yeah. And like 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 Gary Neville said, like the 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 linesman is right beside your man's face, like <laughs> Sterling nearly hits the lines when hitting your yeah. man like, so I don't know how he didn't
6: kind of get sent the off but... to about two yards away as well we're yeah. going, we're <laughs> having a meeting what's he doing yeah, I don't know just I, I, think it think it was,
5: I think it was willful they just didn't want to engage with it well, maybe, which yeah. suits us down to the ground yeah, yeah well yeah because we get to keep but can I
6: say on Shelby right yeah, the, you know, on. The, a lot was made about the way he'll get a, a round of applause and stuff oh, when he that goes can, back that Right, can, but that, fuck off. you know the, 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 he's a head case you know what I mean yeah when when he was there and he's a Liverpool player, yeah, applaud away, support yeah. the whole lot, right? But, you know, when he elbows at one of your own players in the face, that doesn't deserve a round of applause. Oh. And, you know, today he's saying that, you know, oh, it was an accident and I didn't mean to do it. He threw the elbow back. You could see it in slow motion. He flings How the elbow an back. Accident? And he has to lift it up over his shoulder because, like, the fucking man beast channel fucking there. I don't know, right? But the best bit was that, Chan got the elbow in the face and still continued to just nudge him away from the ball yeah. and then decided to go down and it was like ah oh, right started ah oh, i going down yeah. like just it just showed the physicality like he'd be he, as you said he, he, he'd he run past a load of fellas and he comes up to Chan and Chan just goes well, no. you're not getting past me yeah, there's yeah, not no. a hope you're getting past me <laughs> and just starts shoving him off the ball without having to do anything just shoving him off the ball and it's like you're there going and then the, the own goal was the icing on the cake it was <laughs> <It> was <lovely. laughs> he was in fucking Lallana's ear giving him the big dolly box on the fucking the bo- big bo- <laughs> what was he giving him? <laughs> the dolly box <laughs>
5: <laughs> the
2: big dolly box
6: I'd love to translate for you, listeners I have a
2: fucking
5: clue
6: on. On anyway. before the corner yeah. and he's like I think he's still giving it to him and fucking he just goes uh. like yeah. the, the, the chap is so brain dead he hadn't a breeze what was going on yeah and
2: because he's not with Swansea, you could say he's their sacred horse doing the,
3: the, 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 yes. the dolly bugs.
2: This yeah. is going to be your new little corner every week like, making a new phrase <laughs> up, isn't it?
6: That, you just fucked that up. That's something else, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was brilliant. It's the day dripper's conundrum. <laughs> Get, your Get your answers in tomorrow. <laughs> what, did dolly film mean? what did filming? <laughs> what did filming? What
3: did filming?
5: OK, let's look forward then to the next couple of games. We'll focus mostly on uh, the Leicester match, but we'll also have a a little look forward to the FA Cup tie as well against AFC Wimbledon. Um, make a repeat of the the result in the Leicester game of, of, of the previous fixture against them would be pretty welcome, especially on the back of last night's win. Um, I think we definitely hope for a more impressive display. Uh, Leicester, despite the lowly position they have of just... notch to win there Against Steve Bruce's uh, crowd Um, How are are you feeling Heading into this game In terms of Your your optimism levels uh, Of us getting a result
1: Well pretty optimistic For the first time in a while Yeah Um, In terms of what you said Yeah the result would be good What we got against Leicester The last time But I thought In terms of performance It was really poor uh, we gave away a lot, of, an awful lot of the ball. When they got a man sent off, we finally buried the game. Mm. The scoreline was very flattering mm. the the last day. It wasn't enjoyable game. Not I mean. <laughs> it was the exact opposite of last. The night. exact opposite yeah, of last yeah, night. Yeah. So yeah, but listen, really and truly, like I mean, in terms of the dangers and their pros and cons, like I mean, uh, that guy Alua up front played uh, started very very well this season, but he hasn't scored in a long time. Uh, Guy uh, Mares has got an assist and goal, uh, an assist and a goal in the last two games. But I mean, bar for that, you did mention the beat Hull one 0 but the last two games, they've lost. The the you know the fact of the matter is they're bottom of the league. Mm. The bottom of the league for for a reason. They, they did start the season quite well, but as as an awful lot of teams come up, they do huff and puff for the first few weeks. I never like to get one of the promoted teams in the first four or five weeks because I feel they run around. They're more they're motivated. They're just high on every. I don't know what they're high on, but mm. they're high on something because <laughs> they cover every blade of the grass. They're like they're like Atletico Madrid on speed yeah. uh, for the first five or six yeah. weeks. But that yeah. kind of dies, and then the quality just kind of. Kicks in so really and truly, like I mean, they did have a good performance against Hull. But if we play, I mean, 80 90% of the way we played uh, the last day, we should be beating them and beating them quite comfortably.
6: Yeah. just want to point out, we are saying that Let it Go Madrid have a doping program around like that not going on that's, <laughs> that's not what that's not, definitely that's nothing to do with <laughs> <laughs> <by> Dr. Fuentes' boxes, my Dr. <laughs> uh, Paul, but uh, we're not saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Just Definitely pointing it out. <laughs>
5: yeah, we're, we're not saying anything at all, dodgy Paul. So let's change the subject back to the actual match. Um, Powerade uh, Leicester, <laughs> L- uh, how how happy are you looking forward to that one? Of uh, how content are you that Liverpool get a result? Um, yeah, well, as confident as you can really be, mm. considering our
2: season, like uh, like that that game. Last night, like after the game, it was kind of the most relaxed they've been since probably the Spurs game. Mm. After the game, sitting back, not sitting back on Jesus. This area was crap. That was like we got away with this or it. It was fairly comprehensive, and I'm just I'm really happy with it. The the only thing now is like is Brendan going to keep it the same? I think as long as we keep it kind of as the same as much about the team as the same as possible, I think we should. We should be fairly comfortable.
5: Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, Um Molly, are you are you uh, are you looking forward to this with a with a with a smile on your face?
4: Or yeah, you- we should have too much. We should have too much for them, Triff. Now, having said that, I would be worried, just as Paul said last, I was supposed to play since uh, the Spores game, and I, I can't tell you how sick of that saying I was without this. this elusive Spurs game that we played so well yeah, so yeah, I don't want it to be six or seven games down the road and everyone going do you remember that Swansea game
5: Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's so a worry. Me,
4: I'd like to kick off from the air and forget about singular games and more so go on a run of games that'd that be much better
5: yeah yeah. Um, Phil speaking about getting a, on a run of games what do Leicester have for us to be concerned about Make Dr mention, Fuentes as you are <laughs> um you're not dragging me into this shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mick mentioned our front man, uh, Ujoa. Um, uh, what else? Mares? And players and other players,
6: yeah. I, I was so angry watching the last Leicester game, I haven't a clue who played. <laughs> <players. laughs>
5: I think that's fair enough. They were all just honest.
6: running around all the time oh, and, and being running. good, and we were being crap like yeah, against yeah. Leicester. So, you know, when you're just there going, fuck's sake,'
5: yeah. Well, it was the likes of Fardy and that that really do hurt us, yeah. isn't it? Because they have a right go at you, yeah. you know. And
6: but going back, I, I think. Looking at it, I would imagine, for the, we would probably see the same line-up that played against Swansea, right? Because Brendan has an excuse to put Gerard and that back into the team against Wimbledon on, on the Monday. And assuming that they play well and win the match against Wimbledon, he then has the excuse to put whoever plays well in that t- team back into his league team. So, you know, he can be seen to, you know, be c- keeping the fans on the side and the whole lot by playing the same team that won against Swansea. <coughs> he knows that nobody's going to be... You know, girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Bar yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bar Skirtle.
5: thats like a team. Yeah, it is a bad Fabian. <laughs> and and, and you, do you think that's likely? Do you?
1: With all
6: those boys lurking around? Well, yeah. I think Tori will play. I think Tora I think he'll just make a straight swap. He put Tori in for Skirtle mm. and he'll play the the, the back three. That's there. He'll play the same. Look, like, how can you? How can you not reward those players for their performance?
2: <laughs> hello hello there yeah sorry on, that that's me alarm to make sure I wake up and sign out from work that is which is <laughs> <laughs> a bear barrier today so it's gone
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> sorry about that lads
6: you <laughs> oh, <that's fucking> <laughs> <laughs> sent an email to the log off oh yeah normally you couldn't print off an agenda for me again um <laughs> but, but yeah, you know, I, I genuinely, I think that if 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 there's a time that he's going to play that team and 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 you know going back, I think they deserve it. Like they've just beaten Swansea four one. They have put in their most comprehensive performance at home. We've scored a load of goals. They they're young. They're a young side, right? And young, they, lads. The young lads young yeah. lads and they shouldn't be like, given that most of them haven't played in 100 years you know they won't be fatigued having to play two games in quick succession and why not play against them why not give Leicester something else to think about Leicester are coming, thinking like the last time we played we played the Lambert-Liverpool right mm. and now they will not be looking forward like they, I think did they play three at the back the last time against us don't can't remember oh, neither can I they were just Leicester players but, they, was, <laughs> but like they, you know they, literally if we play that three up front we're going to cause them a hell of a lot more problems than we'd caused them the last day. Hmm. Well,
2: but Phil, do you not get the feeling that like it's all going too nicely at the moment, <coughs> and we're Liverpool fans, <laughs> and we can't have nice things? So like he's not going to keep it all the same. He's going to put Lovren back in. He's going to put Gerrard back no, in. I, and unless they're, they're doing too poorly for us to beat them, like are bottom of the league <laughs> and they're crap, <crouched>, like, <laughs> so it, it just screams kind of like this is the, this is the kind of thing where you know Liverpool's shooting, ah we just have to turn up today, lads, and then fucking Vardy runs around he's a pain in the hole and Mignolay punches the ball into his own net.
6: So the, the, the best thing, the best. Thing Rodgers could do for, to stop that is stick up the Wimbledon team in the dressing room and say, right, these are all the lads playing against Wimbledon and you have Glenson and you'll have Gerard and you have all the lads knowing that if that will then it, straight away will get the fucking players to go out and put in the performance that they need. That they can't be complacent because they know that no matter what they do, they'll be dropped for the following league game. Well, no matter what they do, they'll be dropped for the following league game. But you know, the, it, it, I just think that we have to you have to reward those players. You have to reward them for the performance they put in. Yeah, you, you can't definitely. you can't not you can't go back and replace them with all the fellas who, have, who haven't played well for the, whole, for the course of the season mm. after the back of the performance. Like what, what incentive is there then for those players to do well? Like Rodgers himself said, he had to. He wanted to change around the team. It's a busy spell. The whole lot, blah blah blah. He's a 34-year-old centre midfielder who will be better served coming off the bench and impacting games when he can, with 25 minutes or so to go. At worst, that will get the player's confidence back. So when he goes back in for 90 minutes, he's going to have a better effect on the game. And that's like that's the way we should be using Gerard. The way City have used Lampard to great effect. We just we are burning him out quicker than he should have been burnt out. To be honest with you, right? Mm. Um, and we want him to have a good second half of the season. As he did last year. How do you do that? You, you can serve him. You use him. You use him. Wisely in this in in this team, you can put him into that front three if you want at uh, points. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, yeah. But the, who, the who, fact that he didn't come
2: on that kind of s- says to me like that's yeah. why I'm kind of thinking oh he's going to put him straight back in against Leicester. Mm. I it doesn't if,
6: matter how well if, if he does if he does he's going to drop Lucas because Lucas has played the last three in a row. So so Jared and Henderson. Yep. Mm. And they, that that worked really well in the World Cup.
5: It was <laughs> <laughs> Um, Mick what do you think the likelihood of, of us seeing that team um, rewarded as Phil says and the lads keeping their place obviously with, with the exception of Skirtle and how likely is it do you think that Jared will come back in
6: when you say obviously not Skirtle is he injured is he suspended, suspended. He's, he's suspended. oh I'm suspended yeah. remember when he pulled the shorts off your man <laughs> <laughs> literally pulled the yeah. shorts off your man <laughs> and was a big whoo
5: Around yeah, the club, the were this it was great. Yeah. Um, anyway,
3: mate.
1: Yeah. Listen, I think it'd be pretty similar. The only thing I'd be slightly worried about is if he goes the other way and says, "Well, these guys have played too many <laughs> games. I want to rotate." Uh, I would do it the same way as the guys are talking about. Put out your your full strength team for this. If you want to bring guys in, that's for uh, Wimbledon away. Uh, you bring in all those guys, and I think you can make a lot of wholesale changes for a game like this. I think we can still make some small changes and win it. But do I think that's the right thing to do? And should we do that? Then I'd say absolutely not. Mm-hmm. But uh, it is a slight worrying. And as what Paul said, you know, everything's just gone so well. Like, you can just see him throwing somebody in here that we fucking hit, like Johnson or something. Yeah. And we're all cursing ourselves and we draw one on and we go, it's all because of Glenn. Yeah, yeah.
5: <laughs> yeah. Liverpool anti logic, I suppose. Um, <coughs> well, look, before we get to anything in even vaguely resembling predictions, um, uh, we've established that we know fuck all about Leicester. So let's look at a team that Leicester we know players. even less about, Leicester which is
6: AFC Wimbledon and, yep. the, and, and the, the, the crazy gang, Vinnie Jones. Laurie no, Sanchez. You're just saying stuff, now. You're just saying stuff. <laughs> Joking here. From
5: your childhood. Stop, <laughs> stop saying stuff from your childhood. Um, Molly, talk to me a little bit about Eric this, about this uh, FA Cup match. How uh, interested are you in this competition uh, this season, and, and, and what do you think our chances of, 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 uh, of, of winning it are?
4: I used to love the FA Cup as a kid, but I, I have to be honest, I'm not really too interested in it anymore. It's, a, it's another league cup for me. You know, if it's not the league and it's not the Champions League, after that, there's not much importance in it. Like uh, I, I'd love to see the the FA Cup winners be given a place in in a Champions League. Give them a Champions League spot instead of fourth place.
3: Yeah,
4: maybe that would give us you know something, some reason to go for it. But at the moment, it's it's just another cup. We get we win a cup, alone, it gives us a bit of confidence going into the league. Fantastic. But if not, oh uh, well.
5: I take it from, can you stop trying to kill flies in the fucking studio? Can, I, I take from that, Molly, that you're you're uh, not particularly interested one way or the other. Is that, is that fair to say? And as a result, then, would you be not particularly arse if it is a weakened team that's fielded?
4: Yeah, I wouldn't be particularly arse if it's a weakened team. And I expect it to be a, a weakened team. Like I, I expected the Gerrards, to Loverins, like to, to, to Glensons to come in, which is a weakened team. As we probably look at it now, but I think we still have too much... For Wimbledon, obviously, I and mean, we should we should be going through. And like I said it would be nice to go on a bit of a cup run. But if we are knocked out in the fourth or fifth round, I I wouldn't take as a big deal.
5: Yeah, and um, Paul, there, there is there's a, just a feel about this with Addy, and Faiwa and the boys, uh, Faywa and the boys. They they have they have something about them. There's some sort of an uneasy feeling I'm like, getting. Like awful. a
6: crazy feeling. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. <Obvious>. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> like if they were a gang.
5: Yeah, like a gang. that was crazy. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, how are you feeling about this FA Cup?
2: Um, <laughs> well, yeah, I, I want to, I want to win. I'm, I'm. I'm a decent fan of cup runs. Like, remember he had the two under Kenny, the two cup runs, and I liked them. the only The only thing that was that I didn't like about them was the fact that they, were, they had happened in a shite season, basically. Yeah. Like, I, I, you know, a lot of people said no, it doesn't matter. Like, like that didn't matter, like, because he, he was crap in the league. and he was so the cup runs didn't matter. I liked them. I enjoyed. Him. I didn't think it was enough for him to keep his job. Yeah. But like, if we can go on a run and keep the league form going, then I I'll be delighted because I love it. But yeah. It does seem dodgy, this, this thing. Your, your man, like the, your man's getting all the publicity. The house that they have a front for, him. like they, like I don't know where they get the jerseys. Like it's probably a blanket from the club <laughs> shop. Your yeah,
3: man is massive, like. And we probably will kind
2: unit. of play a kind of a weak defence the against them. So yeah. like, you know, we we be will jumping around. I'm like uh, skirting and hovering to be jumping around. I'm like Flea's like missing the ball and all. He's obviously gonna kind of bundle one in, but I'd love to go on a run and. I'd I would play a kind of weakened team, but not not a kind of taking the his team. I wouldn't yeah. throw a load of youngsters in at it or anything. Yeah, I, I would try and get the job done. Like
5: Phil, are you are you scared of of of, of the of Addy versus Martin? Um No,
6: no. no. Like of course the, the Swansea subtext is there because he would have played with Swansea back in the day mm. um, when I think uh, Kenny Jackman was the manager before the Swansea took off. Kenny more than in, in Kenny Jackman, in Jack
2: <laughs> so playing Wolverine. Is <laughs> <Jackman? laughs> Kenny Jackman,
5: <laughs> Kenny <laughs> Jackman, are you starting? A movie called *The Swansea
2: Subtext*.
4: You're on a fucking roll. featuring
2: Dr. Wasn't
3: Kenny
4: Jacky Yeah,
6: was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so Kenny Jackman was manager, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, but yeah, he was there with Lee Trundle and, and Leon Britton, who played against us the other night. So that's, that shows you how well Leon Britton's done for himself. Yeah. Joe Allen was probably there at the time as well. Joe Allen. He would have been yeah. yeah. Probably. I don't know if he was ten or something. But he, he what size been, was your man when he played for Swansea? Like, was was he a normal human <coughs> being? <like>? Well, <laughs> he was. He was. He was like he was. He was himself and Trundle had a fucking ruthless partnership up front at the time. They just couldn't defend to save their lives. So and did he eat did Trundle? Is that where Trundle's gone? Is it? <laughs> trundle was a big lad. Too. O- osmo- yeah. Osmosis. <laughs>
5: <laughs> to be fair, Trundle was a big, a big lad.
6: Um, Addy Lee Trundle, Akin Fenma. That's the player we're fighting against. Yeah, it's like look and i i wonder how long is this is on television on monday isn't it yeah yeah we're watching it here um are we yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> but you know you're going to get all uh, wonder how many seconds into the game before we hear of the 87 cup final or whatever year. For, well, you've already started it. It's <laughs> <87
3: years>. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dave
6: Bessent will be in goal again. And, and, Mick I need to shut this no, lad up. right at the end, at, at the end of it all, right? Rogers needs to win a trophy to get people off his back in a way because the one thing that will always be thrown is he hasn't won a trophy.
3: Yeah.
6: Right. <clears throat> like, a, a senior trophy. And what Maudie was saying about he's only interested in Champions League. Well, the Europa League spot that you get for the FA Cup can get you into the Champions League now because the winner of the Europa League gets into the Champions League Mm. so it's another route into the Champions League it's a long route it's a two season route it's a two season (laughs) route (laughs) but (laughs) But if you're out of the Champions League and you're missing out on the 50 million quid for just getting into the Champions League then you have to consider all routes just anyway by all means necessary to get back into the Champions League and to get to we only probably need to get to a final because the likelihood is you'll play against somebody who'll be in a Champions League spot anyway to be guaranteed a spot in Europe and we need to be in Europe I don't care what anyone you need to be in Europe to even attract the players from Europe you need to be in Europe it's grand attracting the players from the premiership but you know players still look at the European competitions and say they want to play in Europe yeah. above anything else so I hope that we play a team full of the, full of you know, half young team half players who have to come back in and if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out so be it it's not the end of the day not the end of the day well it is because it's in the evening yeah. but it's not It's not not the end of the world if that happens um, it'd be nice to see the likes of McLaughlin and that getting a run
5: right so I'm, I'm still confused as to how seriously Phil's taken. it how seriously would you take it mate
6: I totally disagree with Phil
5: oh yeah
1: I don't care about the FA Cup at all oh really no not at all and attracting players in the in the UEFA Cup I've never heard of a club attracting players in the UEFA Cup the type of players we want I think the next level type of players that we should have got last summer mm. uh, if it was up to me like I mean as poor as we've been this season, everyone else has been really poor. If we look at the league table, we are actually five points behind fourth place. Yeah. And I mean, how close could we have been if we had have actually nicked that win against Arsenal? Probably just a point or two behind it. So I would focus all my energy towards that. And I'm not saying I would totally disrespect the FA Cup. I'd still feel a halfway decent team. But uh, as Paul said, if we get knocked out in the third, fourth, fifth round, I, I, I wouldn't be that... or sorry... Uh, Molly said that, sorry, I wouldn't be too too upset at all. I would just focus on the other ones, and I, you know what? If I'm not going to focus on the FA Cup, then we can say, well, listen, we've got less games. Maybe we can focus more on the UEFA Cup and look at that as our as our main rules uh, our uh, 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 Champions
6: League. Uh, you're echoing more more or less what I said. Like uh, what I'm saying to you is, I don't see an issue in sending out a half team. You know, put in the kids, put in the things to go to Wimbledon. They should be able to to, to beat Wimbledon. If they can't, they can't. So yeah. be it. You know what I mean? If you stick out a force eleven and they go out and get and you get there's an upset and it turns out like you know, they turn you over by whatever happens. To there it's worse on the effect for morale etc and if you send out a team that's full of lads that are looking to get back into the side and also kids in, in the actual team as well because it's seen as a week 11 that goes out oh, people forget about that quicker mm. you send out the force 11 and, and they get turned over it's like straight away the next headlines are all oh, Liverpool were turned over by blah 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 and they had the full strength 11 out and they were playing against the league two side or whatever and I mean. everyone's flat yeah. exactly exactly.
5: Yeah. <coughs> um, Molly before we go on to predictions and I'm going to do that now in a minute um, there is a guy who's who featured uh, marginally last night um, and that's Balotelli and I just want to talk about what you think his involvement over the next two games might be um, is he very much now On the bench and introduced that way, basically uh, in the middle of the match last night, I I, I think I I was saying to somebody there, it's basically he's he's done, isn't he? he, he, There's a feeling about it that his time might be done at the club. Am I right, or how do you feel about that?
4: I I think he's done as well, Trev, which is a bit unfortunate because I I really wish that Balotelli was going to kick on when he joined us, but yeah. I, I think he's done. You know, I think come come the summertime, he'll be gone back to Inter Milan. I already know there's been a few sound bites with his agents getting on to Milan to see would he be interested in taking him back. So I reckon he's done. He might get as you said, kinda of ten minutes off the bench here and there. And who knows, maybe when Storage comes back, if Brennan decides to go back to the diamond, you know, he still might might prove that he's worth a place with our with our team, but I just get the feeling that he's done with us
5: Fair enough Okay, let's start the process of predictions with you We'll, we'll look at Leicester first How do you see that going for us?
4: Uh, well, we're, we're definitely going to concede So that, that's we know that, hands down So right. we concede at least one Yeah. So I'm hoping
5: for a 2-1 win 2-1 Liverpool Paul, what do you think, Leicester? 3-1
4: three, 3-1
1: one.
5: Three, one, Liverpool? Yeah Okay, uh, Mick?
4: Yeah, I'll go for 3-1 Liverpool
6: too
5: Okay, and Phil?
6: You wrecked it He's moment to come to me first we won two games since you came to me for stupid prick. <laughs> That's what I'm <we're> saying. <laughs> so um I would say I think we keep a clean sheet. Keep, no. Uh, Skirtle's not playing. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> but, but, but Lover might be. So we kept the clean sheet on Saka and, and Lover before. So I will go I think we win two 0
5: Actually you're completely full of shit because the the <laughs> we change it two different ways. Whatever, so it doesn't really matter. No, superstitions a lot of bollocks. It's what really, we yeah, yes. but yeah, still. Uh, okay, so you're going all yeah, right. Uh, I, I, I think it's a Liverpool win as well. Um, I'm
6: hoping it is. I'm thinking because that's right. the nine points that we need to get over the Christmas. <clears throat> yeah, more than anything. More than anything, we just need to get not those nine the nine points.
5: points that we needed to get back into contention for top four. Like everyone's saying, we're a long way off that. T- I still think. But.
6: I'd, I'd look, I'd, I'd ignore top four. What yeah. we need, uh, we still have a few of that clutch of games.
5: To play. <laughs> 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 the
2: match is the end batch yeah, yeah. period. Bag, <laughs> <laughs> but no, the, the,
6: the, the, like if you put here's top four, we need to get 44 points from 57 mm. to get to 72, which is more or less the points totally need to get forward. So do you not think that's
1: that will be dropped much lower this year? Nope. Like do you not think sixty-six, sixty-seven will get it? No, nope. yeah, nope. everyone's shit though. Every, like that's I'll, what I'll, I'm wondering. I'll, yeah, I'll, 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 so put,
6: I'll put it this way: everyone's saying they're so shit, right? We need to get fourteen wins and two draws from our last. Say is that 14, fifteen. Fourteen, or 14 or wins? wins and 14. two draws from our last nineteen games, or fifteen wins to get to get one point to get seventy-two, 72 seventy-three 72. points? Okay. Arsenal need twelve wins and three draws to get that. Mm. Now if you're looking at 19 games and you're looking at Arsenal in the you know coming into the spell 12 wins and three draws that's Arsenal territory but they're shy it doesn't matter they're they're in a they're in a position now where they're heading towards two points a game they're I think they're on one they're one win away from being on two points a game for their first half season total well, what
5: about um and we're 10 points what off what about Brendan Rodgers s- strong well, second half of the
6: season yeah but they are only three points off so they we we're eight points off is it what are we on 28 hmm. You need to be on 38 for the two points well, We're still game. miles off yeah yeah Mm.
1: Okay. I I just personally think Arsenal are always the benchmark because you look at them and go, they're going to finish third and fourth. So to me, we're five points behind them. That's what I kind of look at it. I say, well, that's the benchmark. We've yeah, got, we got to keep But if, if you, if you no, want no, no. if you
6: want to catch Arsenal, right? And Arsenal to get to 72 points only need 12 wins and three draws. That's what I'm saying. Now, and twelve wins, three draws also gives them three losses. Mm. So four losses, actually. That's
5: very doable for them.
6: That's very doable. It's four yeah. losses, three draws, twelve wins. That's 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 a doable run over nineteen games. We have to do fourteen wins two draws and that's allowing us four losses. Sorry, three losses. We can only afford to lose three games. We've lost six in the first half of the season. Mm. That's how hard breaking that top four is going to be now for us. That's why when I know everyone's saying it's only five points away but when you look at that as purely mathematical it's a big, big ask. We need to go on the type of run that we had Sturridge and Suarez bringing us through last year without the quality of Sturridge and Suarez over, over that run that's there. (laughs) <laughs> hopefully we can look at everyone obviously wants to do it, but you know to get the 9 points on the board over the over those 3 games will be so important so that's why we must win against Leicester fuck F- Wimbledon you know just part that <laughs> <laughs> just
5: as uh, Phil says that and by the way next week on maths with Phil we'll be looking at the, the next clutch of games um, <laughs> <laughs> M- Molly, can you can you give me a prediction for the Wimbledon match that Phil has just fucked off rem- remarkably easily there Uh Wimbledon how do you see I'm that I'm
6: saying I want us to win <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> go for it Oh,
4: are you going to go for a uh... I've
5: won Phil your shout for the Wimbledon match
6: I think it'll be a draw and it'll be a replay
5: and who wins the replay Phil
6: we'll worry about that in the revi- preview oh, of the replay
5: stay tuned fucking hell <laughs> <laughs> Paul
2: ooh narrow Liverpool win na- maybe na- probably
1: narrow. not throw
6: with nine goals <laughs> <laughs> Mick
1: I go for an absolutely dour and dogged two-one win, two-one win, and I'll take it every day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
5: I, I think we, I think we might be going out of this competition, but I think we'll do well in the others. Okay, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: positivity.
5: <laughs> uh, I am Lou Chouare. You are listening to Trippers
2: Chat. <laughs>
5: <laughs> right. Um, We've a couple of topics we want to talk about before we get into the ones suggested by the listeners. Um, Given the frenzied speculation on the back of Liverpool's wretched first half of the season, what does Brendan need to do, do we think, to guarantee his continued tenure at the club? Um, It mightn't be popular amongst some people who are um, very eager to defend him, and that's uh, admirable. But it's, it's a topic that's been raised, so we have to address it. What might push FSG to go for one of the many names that are being touted about, do you think, Phil?
6: I'd like to address, given that I, I've been on this and I'm on record as saying that I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't be uh, that against seeing him going Right, I'd probably prefer to address how he saves his job because I think it's a fair way of looking at it. God because being on the other side of the fence now. I think he needs to he needs to sign a striker who's going to score goals for us. Um, more than anything, he needs to go to FSG and he needs to say to him, if you if i if you still have faith in me and you still believe in me, you need to give me the money to sign a striker one that's going to score goals one that's almost a, a, a replica of, of storage so is that I can either use them in tandem I can use them in, a different, in, in, in various formations but I know that if one is injured I'm going to be able to rely on the other um, and that's, what he, that's the first part the second bit, whatever whoever they're looking at it whoever they've identified as a goalkeeper they need to make sure that they have him in place for the game after the Wimbledon match because we can 't keep going on, we can 't keep going, and we didn't we didn 't talk about minutes uh, on it because i don 't think it was f- again it 's the same issues that you have with them. you know what I mean you, you, what we need now is just address those two positions for the second half of the season, everything else you can park, you can live with you can you can move players around, you can do everything, and we can see in that formation he has we can get around a lot of our issues that we have, say in the midfield and elsewhere in the pitch, but we need goals, and we need somebody in goal that's going to improve that back four or back three or whatever it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and we will get six months out of a new goalkeeper before Akteberg has a, a, a negative impact on him because that seems to be the, 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 the case with the goalkeepers that we've had at this stage, right? Mm-hmm. So if we get him in now, we'll get right the way through to the summer and then hopefully we, we might see changes in the coaching staff whatever, you know, to, to bring, to bring the, the level of coaching that's going on on again. So for him to save his job, that's what would be going to FSG and saying, we need to do this and if you need me to sell somebody or if you want to get rid of 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 aging players who you have no intentions of signing a new contract early to fund this then I'm fine by it because if you if you want Champions League football here next year I need a striker and I need a goalkeeper and I need them done before the middle of January, not at the end of the January and not when the window is going to shut. Mm.
5: Mick, uh, would you be inclined to boil it down to those two simple um, uh, issues um, in terms of, of Brendan being very much the manager going
1: forward into next season? Uh, well, perhaps in the short term. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. so. I think from his part, uh, he might need to adapt some flexibility uh, I think when you break down what Brendan Rodgers is, what he's best at, what he's poorest at, uh, I think his, his, his record in the transfer market has been has been quite poor. Mm. So I don't know if it's not so much on the field, but uh, from behind, I think uh, if we don't get Champions League football, which, uh, let's be honest, it's a distinct possibility, I think he'll have to show that he can be flexible. Uh, a restructuring behind the scenes, perhaps a sporting director, uh, definitely a guy who can get the deals done. Uh, Inair certainly isn't getting that, but you know a, a really proper setup because he's really got a skeleton crew there. I think he needs better coaches. Uh, you guys have had a great laugh over Colin Pascal in the past, mm. and rightly slow. Like, do you know what I mean? He he's not a top class number two. I think he needs to do that, and he needs to get some. He definitely needs a defensive coach. He has to admit that that's not the strongest possibility. And let him do what he's best at. And what he's best at is coaching and coaching players and and improving players. And I think if he focuses on that and shows that, I think what Phil's saying will save the job in the the short term. But in the long term, I think he will have to uh, agree to that. And I see no reason why he actually shouldn't.
5: Yeah. Um, Moli, um, anything different you you could add to that in terms of what what you think Brendan needs to do to to still be Liverpool manager um, in the seasons to come?
4: I think he's already started doing things like playing Sterling up top, like resting Gerrard, like you know, bringing giving Kane a run of games and so yeah. on. So I think he's already started that that actual ball rolling of, of what he needs to do and and what changes needs to happen. Like there's no way if are year going to give him money in January. So if he's respecting a striker, you no know, coming in. I know there's rumors of Lacazette like, from Leon. I can't see that happening. You know, I, I mean, I would be very surprised if he didn't get in a a goalkeeper. But, I, you know, how, how can FSG turn around and give Brendan another 40, 50 million after giving him the 110 this summer and we've seen what we bought and we bought absolute rubbish. So, you know, going forward maybe in the summer, uh, I think we're going to have to look at, as Mick said, maybe sporting director. Someone can get these these players in. Someone can get in these Sanchez and Costas or whoever that we know we've looked at in the past and couldn't get a deal over. Like, I think that, that's what we need. But... You know, I think Brendan deserves the the chance at least to to bring us into the, the summer to see where we finish, how we get on. It,
6: it, you know, the way we this thing about we bought rubbish in the summer. Right? Is it just the case that our highest profile signings were shit? I
5: think that's fair. Yeah. I because,
6: mean. like, we've we've waxed lyrical now about Manquillo Moreno Chan.
5: And Lalana, to be
6: fair, and Lalana in terms of the improvement that he that that, that he's shown last night, yeah. and even over the last couple of weeks we've been praising Markovic. So in reality, the two biggest profile signings, the ones that were you know to cover the absences, going back you know to improve our defence, Lovren, disaster. Yeah, Balotelli to cover when Storage was out, disaster. Effectively a disaster, right? Yeah. It, it's and uh, in fairness, Dave Thomas said it. It's those two signings will hinge on whether Rodgers keeps his job or not. And I suppose Molly has a point. Like, if you're FSG and you want to go out and sign somebody who's going to score your goals, you're going to have to spend an awful lot of money. Now, are you likely to trust the opinion of the committee as it stands, or Brendan, based on the fact that it's two high-profile signings, which were to sort these sort these issues out in the summer, didn't?
5: Well, actually, it's looking like it's going to be a little tweak on that. It will be two, and it will be um, um, the, the, the the lack of, of an attacker, but it's more mini line now. Who was it? And the sign as well than than Lovren because we've we've discovered a way of working around that.
6: Yeah, but I suppose the only thing is that if if you had um if you had an issue with the if if Lovren had it worked out and a defense was a lot more solid and he had it brought that leadership and that calmness and and, and composure to the defense, yeah. it wouldn't have exposed Mignolet as much, right? Hmm. And you may not have been talking about replacing the goalkeeper because he wouldn't have had he wouldn't have been as exposed in terms of what he was doing. It would have been one of those that we talk about. We we'd be looking. Potentially, maybe just as a forward, because we'd be a lot more solid at the back, and that didn't work out. And again, you're going down to the two that really need to work for us. The, the, the two signings that really need to work for us were Balotelli and Lovin Yeah. And as much as myself and, yeah. and 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 Dave disagree, you know, I do agree with him on that one. That's the bones of forty million. I know we we talk, we talk about all the other money that we spent, but that's the bones of forty million. And if you if you sign the right players, a forty million quid. You could have a completely different season going on at this moment in time. Say we had to spend twenty on La- Lacazette in the summertime and brought him in, and say we had to sign a different centre back than Lovren.
5: Yeah, for even half the amount of, yeah, yeah,
6: you know that would have you know you could be looking now at a at a vastly different season to what, what what's actually gone on. But, but
4: but that's that's the whole point, Phil. That's where that's where managers lose their jobs. It yep. those calls. You yep. know, it's it's that simple. We can all look back. Oh, oh if only we signed center to have Lovren or we've only resigned mm. like I said, to, to come in. But that's what it's, it's these calls are losing. Like We all said at the beginning of the season that okay we're losing Suarez's as as goals but we all believe that because he brought in Lovren they were going to concede less yeah. and Mali Teddy is going to score obviously he's not going to get 30 but even if he got 10, 12 a season they were going to make up as far as the scores, it just hasn't worked out that
6: way. I don't, I don't disagree, mate. And I, th- I think that's where his argument, about going looking for money, will fall down with FSG because they say, look, you, we, you know, they were your big profile signings. They haven't worked out. I'm not going to give you more. We can't get, we can't afford to give you more money now because we're not sure that your, your next high-profile signings are going to going to work out. It's like when you see us linked with, say, 17 and 18-year-old strikers who are potential. You, you, you think to yourself that's more likely to happen in January than signing a, a Higuain or a Cavani or somebody. The a, finished a, product, yeah, yeah. The, the, the finished product, the, the type of player that we need to sign. And then the issue is: dude, Will they come? The big issue now is because, because going back to the the, the, the earlier Matt's lesson. <laughs> yes. <laughs> will, will will a top named centre forward come in when he looks at the table and says, "Well, at the moment they're behind Arsenal and Spurs." You know what the short answer the is there. For,
5: oh. yeah. um, Paul, if you were Brandon and you were making a New Year's resolution, um, <laughs> what would it be? One
2: I'd want them to be to put and Lovren and Martin Skirtle into a giant cannon and fired them into space or as far into space as he could get them maybe over the sea or something like that so you know somewhere they're not coming back you know what they did with Megatron actually you know in, in Transformers where they bring him to Turn him into a gun the, no, <laughs> Was it the Mariana Trench I think they bring him to And they kind of They, they just, You know they, they pull him apart And they put him down there And like you say You know the pressure's Supposed to keep him down there That could probably Keep Lovren away I oh, could never
6: figure out A Megatron You know when he converted Into a gun and then one, But he was just The right size For one of the other Transformers to shoot him and then he are you
2: talking about the cartoons now are you because yeah. these are a bit before my time maybe
6: yeah but do you remember remember when he converted don't, it don't it?
5: look at me just because I'm old <laughs> <laughs> <He was>
6: fucking, <laughs> they didn't have cartoons <laughs> when he was a kid he fucking drew the cartoons this is why I'm asking him Steamboat <laughs> Willie <Steamboat> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that was based on <laughs> Andy's one was worth a shout as well what was Andy's one he says that he wants a forfeit for every time Brendan mentions the word uh, technical outstanding yes. Um, well, give, give me some of your own. Technician, uh, technician. W- wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. Post match or, or pre match press conferences. There's group. a forfeit. The group, group. Yeah, Beautiful. I think he was able. What to was decide. the forfeit? Well, had any I think he was a, a bit like the machine he was the arbiter of the four so oh, okay. Slap with a wet fish when he as soon as he says the words. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I, camera, do you know what? Joe he's a wonderful technician. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry.
2: Joe Brendan does. You know what that like? Well, he's in the middle of talking. He does the really kind of hard swallow that yeah. looks like it's hurting his throat. And all Jesus, that that fucks me off. Like when I left really to turn off the interview. Like when he does That's because
6: that. he's eaten half his chap lip. You know it's yeah, oh, peeling Jesus, off? Yeah, that, that's just, in no, bits that, that is. is like, oh, every Christmas, he turns it. His face just starts to flake. It's like to take. <clears> Paper off his lips. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> poor There's a, a controversial one coming in from James here, and he's wondering uh, it's, a, it's a tea related question. and He's asking T Rex, do you take the tea bag out uh, before or after you add the milk? And if so, why so? Which, frankly, I think putting milk in on top of a tea bag is animalistic behavior. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, like, it's oh,
5: like
6: oh, hot oh. milk and Weetabix It's just fucking wrong. No, it's fucking wrong. I'm not having that. Like I don't know. Weirdos have uh, hot uh, milk and Weetabix Paul, you, you
5: don't. You don't drink coffee. Do you drink tea, you? Nah, tea shy, man. Tea yeah. shy. <laughs> Skip me with
6: this question. <laughs> Nonsense. <laughs> I'm with you, Trev. Uh, I'm I, with you. Yeah. The, the milk goes in after you take the Afterwards. tea bag Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. true yeah. wrong. You know, yeah. if you run the milk through the tea bag, that's just sick. It's cold milk going through the tea bag. Through paper. That's fucked. Nah.
2: Yeah, i not like. Right, I maintain my position that tea's shy, right? But yeah. if I did drink it, why would you pour milk onto the tea bag? And then you're dragging a big milky tea. Well, like, what is the point? There's nothing
5: to be gained from it at all. Nothing <laughs> to be gained from it. Well, fuck
4: that! I'm with you, yeah. Molly,
5: <laughs> can you yeah. set that list for us?
4: Oh, it's definitely milk. Once you take the tea bag out, but on, as you man. said, why would you pour milk on top of the tea bag? That's that's disgusting.
5: Right, okay. I want you to bear with me here because there's, there's, oh, there's, there's, there's a little rant here. I want you to bear with me. I've got to read it out. There is a question coming. So, actually, it's at the start and I'll come back to it at the end. This is uh, this is from Doc on Twitter. He says, basically this, what the fuck is Bovril? And which prick thought, let's make some crisps that taste like Bovril? It basically tastes of arse. It's like a hot mug of arse. It's arse-flavoured water and people are drinking it and no one bats an eyelid, mate. No one. It's on sale in supermarkets. Arse-flavoured powder on shelves. (laughs) I was offered a jug of it yesterday. They may as well have said, would you like a taste of my balloon knot? I'm not not having it. Not anymore. It's gone on too long. I'm removing it from supermarkets from now on and obviously Doc's got some sort of falling down (laughs) rant around his local Asda. Um, (laughs) but Molly Bovril where do you stand on it as a drink just a separate standalone drink
4: I don't know what Bovril is is that like Marmite or something is it it's it's
5: basically like oxtail soup
4: oh I love oxtail soup (laughs) 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 yeah oxtail soup was lovely nice and it's salty with a bit of you know,
5: bread and butter dipped in. Yeah, yeah. I think I'd be okay. You're yeah, really not, not picking me um, all right yeah well, bovel's is one
2: of those products. I don't know what it tastes like because it's one of those that you just look at on the shelf and you just go,
5: nah. What do that, you consume, that, Paul? You don't, no tea, no coffee, no, no Bovril. What do you do? Do you drink any hot drinks at all?
2: Would, no, you, would really you have no. a hot
5: chocolate, would you?
2: no. Don't like hot but drinks. Shy too, is it? Yeah.
6: Bo- takes me <laughs> Soft back. Soft drinks are nice. What does bottle take you back yeah, to? Yeah, was bottle in the house when I was growing up, all right. Oh, yeah? Because it was like, it was a That scoop- explains a lot. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it was a scoopy jar. It wasn't in sachets, though. A scoopy jar? Like, it was like a, it was like sort of a treacly type consistency that you put into the cup and you put the boiling oh, water on top. was it? Yeah. Is it not powder? No. Doc is saying it's powder. It could be powder now. Maybe like, it is. I'm talking about. This is going back.
4: Yeah, yeah, that's right. thought that was like it was like marmite. It was
5: like you yeah, know this this yeah, like fancy that you put in in hot water, mix it up, and yeah. And oh, would you have a cup of that now? No, you yeah, know, not a fucking when oh, no. you when you were a <laughs> you young fell in the sixties. But when when
4: when... <laughs> 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 like, you know,
6: when when you trust your parents to give you stuff when when you do like, trust your parents up to the age of ten.
5: Yeah, yeah. Then yeah. you don't trust them. Yeah. So the, here's the acid test. Would you give your child Bovril? Not a fucker. Yeah, novel. there you go.
6: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I want for a laugh I for laugh now and get a picture of him. <laughs> and remind him when they're older talking about Bovril. <laughs> I, like, I've, I've never
2: tasted it, Bovril, or even smelled it, but I can just look at, you know, the little jar, the little jar of fucking malevolent, horrible stuff, and I just know you have a fair idea what it tastes like. Arse. and I have to
5: say Arse, Arse. Arse. Yes, probably, probably, Arse. Arse. Uh this is one from Alex Mick it's for you um, if you could give yourself a cool nickname what would it be or maybe have you had any nicknames in the past you want to share with us
1: uh, I've had a few nicknames but uh, one recently jumps into mind uh, I don't know if any of you guys are fans of the darts
5: oh yeah Go the on. world championships that's oh, been on so.
1: we were all talking about this last week myself and the family and a few friends so, for people who don't know, it's like uh, Peter Taylor. His nickname is uh, F, or sorry, Phil Taylor. It's Phil the Power Taylor. Mm. So we were thinking, right, what would your entrance be, and what would your nickname be? Mm. So I came up with Mick the Love Muscle Man. The Love Muscle. The, the Love Muscle. Excellent. I bring, what? A, what? I, I bring a little basket. Sponsored by Bovro. <laughs> <laughs> No, a li- you bring in a little basket and it's got love hearts and you're throwing them out to the crowd as you're doing your, revo- as, you're your as you're doing okay. your intro. What's the, what's the music? oh the music that's a question
5: yeah. you haven't thought about this maybe Girls Without Love Machine oh my god oh my god I don't even know what to do about and that and a little
1: man. arrow into the crowd once I get onto the stage get,
6: open the fucking trap door there will you yeah seriously <laughs>
1: <laughs>
5: release the hounds
6: <laughs> Nick, um, here's the lotion <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: are you going to ask any nicknames around the table before we move on to the next one no okay mine one.
6: was well known but like, what was yeah. your nickname I was known as Elvis Elvis you well? mm. Why?
2: If you try and say you look like Elvis, I'm going to slap you.
6: <laughs> no, when, when when I started playing ball, in like senior ball. I had long hair and a huge big pair of locks because i was sort of like super grass mid-90s so, <laughs> oh, <laughs> so oh Jesus I need to see that so when I was playing I, I used to have to brush my hair back so I had the hair swept back and a huge big pair of mama locks brilliant brilliant,
5: brilliant. Yeah, did you God. did you ever do karaoke Phil yeah what's your good karaoke song if you're going to do a karaoke song Suspicious Minds Kerry wants a lot you do Elvis <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell! Yeah, that ties that up nicely. Don't uh, like the donkey. <laughs> uh, <At> Christmas time. <laughs> okay. Right. Uh, next one is about New Year's Eve. Um, it's a topical one, and uh, there's a question from Leroy and Chuck, and there are variations on the theme. Basically, Chuck is asking about what's your ideal or worst nightmare uh, New Year's Eve scenario, and Leroy is asking how are uh, the crowd in here today going to spend New Year's Eve? Any New Year's Eve plans? By yeah, yeah. The going? worst,
6: the worst scenario for New Year's Eve is fucking New Year's Eve. For Stop, bin the whole fucking lot of it. You're not a fan, geek.
5: You, you won't be going out then. No.
6: Nope. And I think Paul has a good explanation as to how you get out going out in New Year's. Yeah, I'm, I'm shy. Yeah,
2: Come I'm on. just delighted now that I have a kid and I can say, oh no, can't get a babysitter. Oh, Sorry, can't procreation. Go yeah, I'm so I'm like I used to go out for New Year's and like it was it was only kind of the first the first kind of year that I had the kid and I stayed in stayed in. I just went. Jesus Christ, thank God I don't have to go out there anymore. You know where the bar is like, yeah. you're six people away from the bar, <laughs> someone's fucking sweating all over your face. Can a back sweat yeah, your face, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, all, it's just a horrific, I think yeah. it's a horrific experience all
5: yeah. The fake
2: happiness. Yeah, oh, happy New Year! Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. stick it up your Fuck ass. Fuck off. <laughs> exactly. Fuck off.
5: <laughs> yeah. So, what will you do? You, like, I mean, here's the thing. What, what what's the alternative? Do you just ignore its existence? Basically, yeah. yeah?
6: yeah. Go yeah. to that. bed. That's terrible, man. No, it's not. What do you mean it's terrible? What are you going no to do-,
5: do? I, I are going to go to bed. Deadly New Year's Eve that I always have. It's class. It's really, really, really wild. I watch Jules Holland every fucking New Year's Eve on my couch. And it comes to New Year's Eve and I go, Happy New Year, fuckers. And then I go to bed.
2: I can so see so the slippery. misery in your eyes when you're this. <laughs>
6: <laughs> I watch Jules Holland every year. He says to the empty room, Happy New Year, fuckers. <laughs> Back. Back. Uh. Oh
3: yeah, you're
5: Okay, right. we might just leave it at that.
6: Saint like Ned's Day.
5: Uh, we finish with some admin as we always do, and we start with our weekly shout for our kind host, Astro Park. Book your pitch time at astropark.ie um, on our website lfcdaytrippers.com. You can link directly to the show and your day trippers tonight were Paul Brennan, Moly McMahon, Phil Casey. I myself, I'm myself, Trev Downey.
6: i much happier than us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least we're open about our fucking misery yeah, on New Year's I'm, Eve. Look, someone's got to fucking try and lift
5: it here. Okay, right. Uh, Christmas
6: Eve is, is like great. New Year's Eve is just forced fucking fake happiness. Yeah. Lots of misery happens over New Year's. Just fuck off with it.
2: Yeah. yeah, like, and like, we're Irish, like, we we know how to make a session out of nothing, like St. Paddy's Day. Like, that's the biggest non entity session ever. But at least that can be a bit of a crap. A Welsh we were...
6: lad was enslaved and brought to this country, right? And what do we do? Celebrate it, with it like what his we've his done. It sounds like what we've done with Dave Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> Frankly, well, Mick's worried about today as well.
5: Let's be honest. Mick looks nervous.
2: i just lock the bunker <on>.
6: I couldn't deal That's, with that I that helmet I just can't deal with the I helmet
2: do had <laughs> the chin strap as well for a oh. while with the, little, with the number
6: and, and
5: all Good.
6: he's God. broken
5: you don't want to be signed
2: up broken. and
6: not only that it's like, it's a bad helmet it's not like a proper rugby helmet it's like he's got fucking a rugby helmet with two fucking swimming rings stuck up the side of it yeah, and inflated that? to fucking maximum yeah. mushroom
2: yeah and he found it out the shed like as well it's not even it's, like, there's nothing kind of there's nothing it's his flashy, uncle's old yeah, one, yeah, isn't yeah, it yeah, it's, yeah. it's
6: like he has that mushroom head from Mario yeah fucking peter mushroom head peter piss mushroom, off, fuck off. No, he's a happy it. new year wanker guaranteed <laughs>
4: <laughs> so i heard from my sister's friend's cousin that cole's has the lowest prices of the season and had to see for myself for real the deals are so good i got my kids summer tees for 5.99 a cute swimsuit for myself for 17.99 And a shark vacuum for $199.99, which will be great after sandy beach days. I got Kohl's cash, too. And I got it all in less than an hour with free store pickup. So, yeah, summer, I'm ready for you. Select styles. Ends May 23rd. Some exclusions apply. See store or kohls.com for details.